Welcome to Talking Trade. I'm Sandy Siegel, president of MEJ. And I'm Ian Coxhead at the University of Wisconsin. And today we're delighted to welcome back uh, uh, Mark Rodares, the director of the International Agribusiness Center at the Wisconsin Department of Ag Trade and Consumer Protection. Mark, we had you back on the, on the show back in May of last year. Welcome back. Thank you. I appreciate uh, the opportunity to talk a bit about um, agricultural exports. Thanks. So uh, last time we talked, <clears throat> farm prices were making a very strong recovery. Uh, corn and soy prices were higher than they'd been any time in the previous five years. And even dairy was on a tear. On a tear. Uh, exports were rising across the board. What's the update to that? How do things look now? Um, we've had a, a quite a strong year. You know, we talked about the fact that um, over the last five years, we've had uh, three down years and we needed a strong year and we got one. Uh, year to date in November, we're looking at nearly 19% up from the previous year. Um, and if we keep at that rate, which is like, looks like we will uh, by the end of the year, and as we roll out in December, those, those data come out in February, the first uh, 8th of February is when the, the numbers are coming out. But we expect to be up close to that, that percentage amount. That'll put us at, at at least our 10-year record um, for agricultural exports. Wow, good numbers. So uh, uh, I guess that there are lots of reasons for that uh, boom in exports, but I want to focus on one in particular, and that is that uh, we're right now at the two-year anniversary of the so-called phase one trade deal with China. That's one of the U.S.'s biggest ag export partners, of course. Uh, uh, we are hitting about 80% of the two-year quantitative targets for those uh, exports to China, but the targets themselves were way up on, uh, on prior year trade figures. So that indicates that, in fact, uh, our agricultural exports to China are up quite a lot relative to uh, 2019 and earlier. Uh, are those numbers reflected in the Wisconsin data? They are. We've, we've all year long been tracking pretty close to the rest of the U.S. Uh, in terms of our agricultural products, agribusiness product uh, exports. China's no different. Uh, it's almost 19% as well up. Um, so that's a significant number. And, and in a number of categories, you know, soybeans certainly were a big part of that, nearly 69%, but prepared vegetables, um, livestock genetics, um, uh, dairy products across the board uh, among our top 10, all of the products are up. And is it all about China or are there other reasons for the export growth? Certainly a number of other uh, countries and, and we needed Mexico to, to get better. Um, they, they had uh, before COVID, they had some economic difficulties. COVID didn't help that. Um, they're moving up, uh, China strong, Japan strong, Korea strong. So our top five uh, markets all had uh, positive uh, and, and three of those five had double digit positive. Uh, growth. And so wow. we're looking uh, to the end of the year to see that. So everybody's happy to see that. <laughs> That's great news, certainly for Wisconsin. Um, we're, we're all faced with so many challenges as we move into 2022, continued, excuse me, supply chain issues, COVID, um, continued trade war issues, and, and so forth. What do you anticipate for the coming year, and in, in particular in regards to agriculture? And we're a little bit surprised if you think about, you know, the high cost of containers, the, the lack of availability of containers, the um, workforce shortages and challenges and being able to produce, but there was so much pent up demand that, um, that we sort of were able to overcome uh, a lot of those uh, headwinds and still have this very strong year. So as we look forward into 2022 and the USDA puts out a forecast, um, 
and uh, a few times during the year. The last one's in November. Um, so we're looking at um, right now, the uh, USDA is saying in 2022, you know, a lot of those headwinds we talked about, uh, and I think some of that demand falls off too. So they're looking at a quite a bit smaller increase over 2022. We've got a strong year, but we're looking at a couple percent. And, you know, as kids, as we're trying to roll a snowball, as it gets bigger and bigger, it gets harder to roll over. So we've got a pretty big <laughs> snowball to, to roll over here as we look at, at 2022. Um, and a few of the, the major categories that they look at, the bulk, like bulk grains and feeds, that's looking to be down actually in 2022. Oil seeds, that's... Um, um, soybeans uh, also down you know, a couple percent, um, two percent for the grains, uh, one point three for the oil seeds, and about five percent up though for livestock, dairy, and poultry. Livestock and dairy are the stronger categories for Wisconsin, so that that's a positive for us. Okay, I well, I keep seeing it in supply chain, and also anticipating it at some point those inflationary freight prices and, and challenges and all these, you know, delays and accessorial fees, certainly, you know, small margin goods like food products and things that at some point, you know, can't absorb those additional fees. So um, an, an interesting uh, projection on what lies ahead. Tell us a little bit about Act 92 and, and the Wisconsin Initiative for Agricultural Exports. I, I understand that passed at the end of the year. It did, and thanks for that. It's um, it's historic funding. We're very happy to see this, and um, you know we're looking at a million dollars a year for five years. Um, it it's um, about to pass through. There, there's still some work on it uh, with the Joint Finance Committee, but once that uh, those funds become available, um, then we're getting to work uh, immediately on. Um, the, the major elements of that plan. And there's a five-year plan. It's uh, we could certainly share the link to to how to find that, but. Um, what we look at is trade promotion activities, so uh, trade show pavilions, international trade mi uh, missions, inbound buyer missions, and social media campaigns. So there's funding that, that helps develop all those um, activities for exporters. We've been doing that for several years, um, so we'll be building on the federal funding that we've been using. Um, and what we want to be able to do is take that, that record year and make it even stronger as we go the next uh, you know, five years forward. Uh, there'll be grants to companies, uh, and that's in collaboration with uh, WEDC, uh, and they're our partner organization um, in this uh, activity. Uh, that's ten to, to twenty-five thousand uh, dollars per state fiscal year uh, to help uh, enter, expand into new markets. And then there's grants for organizations, and this is uh, something completely new. So this would go to nonprofit organizations, agribusiness, uh, industry groups, uh, universities, technical colleges economic development organizations and all that around helping to develop exporters um, and promote products and develop products, um, all these agribusiness products that we're looking to do. So we're helping industries overall through these innovative projects as well as um, through those individual company grants. So um, we're looking to hit the ground fast. We have um, in Jim Collins book, The Good to Great, The Big Hairy Audacious Goal, uh, we have a, a, a BHAG, as they call it, a goal of 25% in five years to grow the entire uh, agribusiness exports. Uh, and we're looking really forward to being able to, to put those funds to that good use and, and, and stretch ourselves to reach that goal. That sounds like, go ahead, Sandy. I was just going to say, we've had Katie Sinnott on the show and some really terrific you know, programs for exporters here in Wisconsin. So that's exciting. And it sounds like that's just expanding. 
Absolutely. Sounds like Act 92 is going to make it a little easier to roll that snowball, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get a few more kids to help push that snowball, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we got about a minute or so left. Uh, a quick question out of left field for you, Mark. Uh, Russia and the Ukraine, all the news at the moment, uh, uh, possible impending conflict on, uh, in that part of the world. Ukraine's a very big grain exporter. Russia is a very big energy exporter. Uh, any possible consequences for Wisconsin agricultural uh, producers and exports if that, uh, uh, heaven forbid, turns into an actual war? Yeah, you know, that's a concern. On the one hand, um, Ukraine's a major exporter of cereals, for example. Uh, wood products is another uh, uh, item, and as well as oil seeds as well. So they're a bit of a competitor. Um, we're not strong necessarily in wheat, but some of the other cereal products, we do have a fairly uh, uh, good exports. So on the one hand, if they're not able to export as much, drives the price up some um, uh, for those commodities, but then also perhaps open up some um, ability to sell in markets that we maybe not have reached, certainly into Europe where a lot of the, where they go. But the downside of that um, is that uh, that kind of destabilization, I think, hits economies and, and puts a damper on demand. And you sure. certainly wouldn't want that. Um, you know, so it may have some uh, impact um, you know, in terms of positive impact, but I think the negatives would far outweigh that. Agreed. Mark, thank you for joining us. I, I look forward to having you back. Always good to, to hear what's going on with agriculture in Wisconsin and, and it's been good news lately. So that's always very welcome. Thanks again for joining us. Great. Well, thanks very much. And yeah, I look forward to talking to you. We can have a conversation about uh, how the uh, Wisconsin Initiative for Agricultural Exports has helped uh, to get started. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hang on, hang on there with that snowball. Yes. Thanks, Mark. We'll All see you right. again. Very good. Thanks a lot. Good to talk to you. This has been Talking Trade, and we'll see you in the next episode.